living rough, living with Jonathan and Katie. Welcome, Welcome to, living to Living with Jonathan, Jonathan and Katya. And Katarina. Ekaterina. Um, Katie. Yes. You're mirroring. My mirroring. Yes. I'm you're in mirroring. My, I'm in my dungeon on my ex-husband's yacht. Um, this is my people love it. And a diamond. I always, I always say, I always have a diamond behind you. That would be pretty funny if, like, you dodged a bullet by doing that, and then, and then it's, like, like, in the diamond. And then you turn to the camera, and you're like, diamonds are a girl's best friend. My favorite part of all these mirrors is that none of them capture my reflection. See, look, do I even have a reflection? None of no. it is captured, see? She's a vampire. She's a demon. Yeah. Uh, speaking of demon, um... Tell me, you were telling me something about a demon lady who I haven't heard about. Oh, like Trump has been listening to some like uh, pastor woman lady who says that like COVID happens because demons crawl into women and then women like consume the sperm of men and then they give birth to their demon babies and that's COVID. Something Y'all are like come guzzling whores. <laughs> come guzzling whores. No. <laughs> No, is this is this the same woman? See, because this is not the same demon uh, lore that I've heard. I, from what I, I heard from old, from the old days, and by old days, I mean a few weeks ago, yeah. um, there was a, a woman who said that the reason gay men are gay is because there's a demon inside our butts that feeds, <laughs> yeah, that feeds off of sperm. Oh, yes. this must be the demon so that's just in. You gotta fuck a butt to feed the demon, and then it like sucks up all the sperm. But that must be what's in women's wombs as well. Right, except this demon thought someone was a woman because of a swishy wrist thing, and then crawled inside the butt. Right. And then what does it do? It just keeps the keep guzzling. Come, honey, the dream, the dream. It's like, how do I become a demon? You know. Uh, <laughs> but no, but then it, you know, what that doesn't explain is like gay tops. What about tops who only fuck butt, but they don't consume the cum? How but do they're, they? They're seduced by the demon. They're, su- they're seduced by the whole of the demon. Yeah. The demon. I love, I love like, you know how in LA, like everyone's all like new agey astrologists and it's not uncommon for an actress to be like my spiritual guru advisor, you know? Right. I would love to be like, this is my demonologist. Um, he comes on set with me. He just identifies demons in the area. That would be pretty amazing if, like, an AD was giving you trouble and you were like, "I sense a demon around over here, right around this person." And what and if you got them fired? My, and it, my demonologist would be you, and you would just be in all black, and then you would just come into frame like this. We're just. I would need more severe. Yeah, eyebrows up yeah. here. Look at this. Your, your classic. Look, I'm not even holding oh them. God. Demon. <laughs> I also love that demons, there's like a lot of names for demons. Like they, I'm Dimitri St. Wrong. St. <laughs> Wrong. There's a lot of names for demons, which are very fun, like Latin, right? Is like Beelzebub, is he a demon or is she a devil? Yeah, Beelzebub's a demon. Uh, yeah. What else? Let me actually, oh, this is fun. Okay. Yes. I am about to Google names of famous demons. Demons. <laughs> famous. How do you spell famous? I'm just kidding. <laughs> demons. <laughs> it's going to be like BuzzFeed's top 10 list of hottest demons. Ugh. Number one is Ann Coulter. I, I misspelled it wrong. <laughs> Google searched famous demons and, <laughs> and Matt is the only one. No, I'm just kidding. Okay. So it's Damon Wayans, Damon. <laughs> yeah, it's Matt Damon and Damon Wayans. Those are the two <laughs> famous Damons. Okay, starting with the A's. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. This is great. This is a wonderful website by the name of Wikipedia. Oh. And uh, support them. I hear they're a small <laughs> small <upstart>. business. <laughs> um, so this is demons from everywhere from. Greek mythology to Christianity to Judaism to Gnosticism to Zoroastrism to um, Islam. Kabbalah. It's like yeah. so many. Yeah. So we have, I'm only going to read the fun names. Yeah. Um, a Jewish demon by the name of Abazethabu. Abazethabu. I like that. 
Uh, Abraxas. Abraxas sounds like a demon. Abraxas. These all sound like actually they're the names that like, you know, when people are like exercising and they're like gurgling up a name, this is what they all sound like. It's like, you know, that was a German demon. I don't know why. (laughs) There's another demon by the name of Adramelech. 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 It's an Assyrian demon. Okay. Uh, there's a Hindu demon by the name of Andaka. Nice. And, oh, there's an Egyptian demon by the name of Apep. I like, a lot of these also sound like they could be kind of like California fusion hipster restaurants. Like. Oh my God. There's a demon called Barong and it's so <laughs> cute. I don't know if you guys will be able to see, but do you see that cutie demon with the skirt? Demon is fashion. Right. So let me just go into wrong, honey. That's bright. That's <laughs> so bright. Um, I don't know if it's just my end, but my eyelids look like they have a little bit of like shadow I put on them, but I didn't. It's just my natural skin, irritated natural skin, <laughs> demon skin. So Barong is a panther-like creature and character <gasps> in the Balinese mythology of Bali, Indonesia. He is the king of the spirits, leader of the hosts of good an enemy of Rangda, the demon queen and mother of all spirit garters in the mythological traditions of Bali. Okay, but so I guess in Bali, demons could be good. Well, yeah, I guess the definition, I don't know, I love demon queen is like, that's my safe word. It's such a good, it's such a great, um, it's such a great employment position. So she's like the, I I just imagine she's just a, a spirit that is like leading the jungles or something. Or the god. Yeah, spirit. I guess. No, I guess it's a good demon, but it's kind of sexist because it's like the male one is good fighting the bad one, which is the female one. Like, right. why is the female one bad? Okay, so I'm going into the classic Beezle, Beel, Beelzebub. Okay. Uh, so it's obviously, this is a Jewish Christian demon. So both Judaism and Christianity has uh, Beelzebub, okay. uh, which means that Beelzebub is Old Testament. Nice. Uh, old T. So it's a name derived from a Philistine god formerly worshipped and later adopted by a bunch of the Abrahamic religions. Okay. Um, so actually, like, a lot of, now that I'm looking into all these demons, a lot of demons were former gods of older religions, which mm. makes total sense to, like, demonize an old religion and make it scary. Sure. So, like, demonizing paganism, right? So that was an o- old religion make it scary to Christians when Christians themselves, they descend from pagans. Right. You know? Uh, so I don't know, like, what... Right. I don't know what it... Beelzebub. So Beelzebub is, like, also referred to as, like, Satan and the devil. And what's weird is now what you look into the demons, there's nothing, like, inherently bad about them. It's always, like, the demon just, like, didn't want to do what people were saying. So he's a demon. Yeah. I actually just looked up, okay, so I just looked up the etymology of the word demon and where uh-huh. it comes from. Yeah. All right, the, great, the Greek version is daemon, which meant deity or genius. And that genius meant, it used to be the idea that like, not that I was born a genius, like creative genius, it was that um, there were these little like creative artistic spirits that would like inhabit you and then work through you. And that's why you were like host to a genius instead of like being the genius. And then so that's Greek. And then in Latin, it was demonion, which is fun. Um, and then that was lesser or evil spirit. And then now they're all straight up demons. But I like the idea of. So of demons like, honestly sound like they're not that bad and they're kind of fun. Yeah, basically. <laughs> Maybe they're misunderstood. Maybe they're demons, like, you know, they're like all the like poltergeist activity. Maybe demons are like, you know, when like your friend is really drunk and you kick them out of your apartment <laughs> and they try to get back in because they're blackout drunk and they're like, let me in. <laughs> Like, what if a demon is just, like, a drunk, like, bestie who's just, yeah, who's just, like, yeah, girl, are you still up or whatever? (laughs) But, like, you don't see that, so you're scared, but it's really actually just trying to, like, keep you. Just trying to be a friend. Um, So what you're saying is all this time that you've called me a demon, Demon. it it may actually be true. (laughs) And it was a compliment. What are the other names? Well, I kind of want to talk about some, what I think is paranormal activity happening in the apartment. Oh, great. I was waiting. You've been here, you've been there exactly, what, like a month? A month. So these fans keep going on and off. 
Okay, we don't okay. know what's going on with that. Oh, and can then, we, <laughs> then we'll need to tell people about how you saw, you felt the spirits in my old apartment, but we can go from there. Oh, yes, those, that was like a, a bitchy gay spirit who didn't like me. So <laughs> then, <laughs> then I get a text from my boyfriend while I'm at work today saying that there's a platano in the freezer. So this is the most, this is, this is gonna go into a very like Latino area. So he accuses me of putting the platano in the freezer. And I was like, I did not put that fucking platano in the freezer. Like you're Dominican. And we're talking about and plantains, guys, just so you yes. know. <laughs> He's Dominican, literally a platano, okay? <laughs> um, and thinks that I put it in the freezer. And it's like, I didn't put it that in the freezer. I don't touch those things, you know what I mean? If he had said like, you put something else in the freezer, like milk or whatever, because I'm always drinking milk to bulk, you know? And it really backfired because now I have a big panza. But um, yeah, so I do think it is poltergeist activity. I don't think it's his fault and I don't think it's my fault. I think it's- And there's no way weird that either of you had ever brought a platano into the new house. No, we brought the platanos here. We just- How did put, it get in the freezer? How did it get in the freezer? We would never do that. He <laughs> put them in the oven, right? Not the freezer, I don't touch them. Because I don't really like platanos unless they're prepared a certain way, which he knows how to do. So I don't know. I but love I, that this story is like, it's not like, okay, and then literally like we've never had like a platano in the house. It's literally like, I came home from shopping and I picked up the bag and then it was on the table. Like you tell me, okay? <laughs> no, but in the freezer, that's honestly like if I put my cell phone in the freezer, it would be like, Yes, but I think that, don't you think there's any way that like, you know, you were like putting a like frozen tub of soup in the freezer and it like hitched a ride. We don't put frozen tubs, of, we don't put <laughs> soups in the freezer. That's Katie French tip <laughs> That's stuff. me. Or you were like um, talking and like, at, like we're, you know, you mixed the platano and the ice cream or something. No. Like, is there, no. No. Pure, pure um, behavior. <laughs> now, when I was staying at your old place, there, whenever I was alone there and you would go to Europe or Fiji or Mexico or, you know, wherever you went with your male financier friends, um, you kindly let me stay in your apartment. You would call me up and you would go, hey, poor baby, you're poor. No, I'm kidding. Um, <laughs> so sad. <laughs> so sad. No, but when I was staying in your apartment, really weird things would happen. So like, I would be on your bed and remember in your old bathroom, how we would love to take baths in there yes together often <laughs> <laughs> so i would suddenly hear like a crash from the bathroom and it would be all your shit like shampoo and all the stuff that you kept on the edge perimeter of the bath in the middle of the bathtub yet the curtain was still up and remember how that curtain would fall sometimes yes why how how was all that stuff constantly getting pushed and yet the curtain was still up. See, if the curtain was falling, that would be like, obviously it was taking down all the other shit, but not when it was happening with the same stuff, the same time, and they were all in the center of the bath. Like, and made... they were stacked into a cross. No, they weren't stacked. Had they been stacked, that would have been crazy. Because you know, like, poltergeists love to stack stuff. Do they? They're, they're big Jenga fans. <laughs> They're sculptural artists. That would be so I, funny if like you were so bored. You were like, Jenga? Dude, you'd like to play Jenga? <laughs> With my Lush bath products? Yeah. No, I think this is, I, my, I presume that there was, a, there was a window in the bathroom that was open. And I presume either number theory one, a wind tunnel was happening in late nights. Or that when you had taken a shower or something, like the rim of the bathroom would have been really wet. And then they all just would have like slipped and slid together. That is a very logical explanation. <laughs> but did you hear that breaking up? Do you hear this breaking up that's happening? It's the demons trying to silence us. Just like, remember in that Disney Channel original series, So Weird, how the demons tried to silence, I think her name was Fiona, because she was getting too close to the work that her dad used to do. And, and they tried to, just uncovering stuff about demons and shit. And they were like, they were like, you're meddling in an area that you should not be meddling in, Fiona. And then they almost tried to like throw her off the uh, building in New York. Demons stay British. That they are so British. <laughs> they um. Do you? Okay, serious question. And I'm yes. almost. I'm truly afraid to ask. Yes. 
do you believe there are portals to hell among us on earth no i really don't believe in a hell like that honestly oh wow i don't believe in a hell like that no um spirit world i do believe in a spirit world but i don't think things are as black and white as like heaven hell Mm -hmm. i feel like that's too easy i actually think the people who get it the right right um are the tibet the tibetan uh people i think they they follow buddhism right Mm -hmm. well what they believe i watched this uh prolific profound documentary on the history channel um and it was basically about how they think that the afterlife is just another journey just like this life with bad spirits and good spirits and that's why like when a loved one dies they chant for seven days and in the chants are basically um telling them where to go next and what to do next and what not to fall victim to in the spirit world because the spirits are very like they don't know what to do a lot of times they hang around the dwellings that they die in and then eventually they have to leave those dwellings and they go off into their other journey as a spirit um and they believe that there's like good and bad spirits on the other side that can hurt you and help you and it's like well it kind of sounds like real life like it sounds like the physical world you know just like um, incarnation yeah but but uh this is of course like they believe you're in a spiritual world um before you are reincarnated mm. you don't directly go always yeah. from one physicality to the next you go to a waiting um, room yeah you have to take a number i feel like i love the idea of i like not just the idea of reincarnation but i like the idea it's it's easier to think of the world in terms of like what you have now is based on your perform- performance in a former life Right. So like you did good works, you did bad, and thus is your lot in life. It's like very nice and comforting to think about that. Right. I go to, um, I, there's a huge Buddhist temple in Hacienda Heights. It's called Hailai Temple. It's gorgeous. It's huge. Um, and I've you gone go there. all the way to Hacienda Heights? Yeah. Like, well, usually once a year around New Year's, I go um, because it's a cool space to be in. And they make really good like little cake, like dessert cake thing. They're called like bean cakes. Um, so it's like a lot, a little bit about my spirituality and a lot about these little cakes that they make. (laughs) Um, but you can go in the temple. They have, uh, there's like a bunch of kind of like offerings, you you know, you like donate or whatever and like different offerings. And then you can like place, you know, there's all these like objects. So it's like fruits and oranges or whatever. Um, but they, it freaks me out sometimes because they're like the prayers you can buy are like, they get very, very specific. So like, yeah. I remember one of them is like a prayer so that no one you love dies in a fire. And then another one is so that no one you love, no like drowns. And then another one is, it's like very specific, horrifying deaths. And they also, it's like, they're all separate. So you have to like put as much money to make sure that you don't die or drown or, you know, whatever. Um, Damn, that honestly sounds like the best, like that sounds like the best like ponzi scheme being like put money in each of these buckets so you don't die horrifically you want to do that and they're like very very detailed they're like so that your lover doesn't betray you and sell you to sex slaves in eastern europe or something i don't know yeah um well the biggest one is how the churches are not taxed still i know i mean all 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 pastors and priests and should go to hell strictly because they should go straight to fucking hell if hell's real Strictly because those churches aren't taxed. You know what I'm saying? Like the mega millions is insane. Billions around the world. Like like all together, all that money that could be helping people. And they say it goes back into helping their flock, but it's like, where, girl? No. Unless your flock is showing up with like, you know, cute two bedroom houses, (laughs) I don't see where that money is going. Like I want to, as we always say, I want a condo in Downey or nothing. I don't care. I, I mean, honestly, the with the amount of poor people that go to church, why not? And that tithe. That's the thing that kills me. Is yes. like, why are poor little Mexican grandmas tithing when the Vatican is like literally bathing in gold? That's what I'm talking about. That's what yeah. I'm talking about is the fact that the they're not taxed any of the money. Um, and they ask uh, money for, they ask money from their, um, from the their churchgoers, their flock, their parishioners, you know. Yeah. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, Scientology yeah. as well. And I yeah, said but at that least Scientology. Scientology is crazy. Don't get me wrong, but at least Scientology is a little bit 
honestly, Scientology, I may sound insane, but Scientology may be a little bit better than Christianity and Catholicism because at least Scientology is like, so here's the whole spiel. They give you the whole spiel. Yeah. And then you're like, wow, I want to be a Scientologist. And they're like, that's going to be $7,000. Like, at okay. least they're like, no, like they, do, they give front. you, they sell you like the full package, like up front. Like, yeah. You know what it's going to be. Right. But with the church, it's like very manipulative and very like from a young age. And they ask you to give, uh, give tithing and also to then donate separately than that put in years of hard work and then what do you get like no money and some mega church guy molested your son great do you have you ever tithed or donated in a, of course. In a religious in a religious all the time every time i went to church when i was young um whenever they would uh pass the little tithing like it was like a big ass fucking cane at the catholic church that i went to you would just put coins or just like a broadway in. cane <laughs> like, i remember at saint dominic's it was this like golden brown cane with like this mesh net at the but it was an opaque net at the end of it and they had multiple ones so they could go down the entire church um i do remember so that's in catholic church i do remember in christian church I don't remember tithing in Christian church, but I know that they did do like auctions and stuff like that, where you would like bid a lot of money on something, right? And that obviously goes to the church. So it's just another way of yeah. tithing, you know? I feel like cool Christian church is all like, we don't do tithes. We just do these silent auctions where yeah. you build, uh, do a lot of money and there's like an electric guitar on the side. Like They're like, go to rock camp with Lenny Kravitz. Yeah. One of my favorite Maria Bamford jokes is when she was like, I don't know if where I'm at is a real cafe or if it's just a Christian gr group. Like, because she like had this joke about like someone being like, come to my new cafe. And she's like, oh, cool. What's it called? And they're like, Crossroads. And she's like, oh. oh. Yeah. And then she goes, stop hiding behind your Lenny Kravitz font, which is so, that's so Christian to try to like get you with the cool, you know? Get you, that's what you saying. We get you with the cool. We're not like normal Christians. We're cool Christians. <laughs> I, uh, I'm trying to think if I've tithed or teethed. I've teethed. <laughs> yeah. I'm a demon in church. Um, no, at that Buddha temple, I also, I like to buy, they have, um, I would call them Buddha balls, but that's not what they're called. They're like, it's basically um, like a little like fortune inside a plastic kind of gumball looking thing. And they have this machine where you, so you like scoop out, you get whichever your ball is. And then they have a machine that cracks it open for you, which is like very yeah. fun. And then it would always say you're like Dharma inside. But it was also very like. Um, but did it say you're Greg inside? <laughs> yes. <laughs> and your ABC Tuesdays, uh, 7 Central. What was the, um, Katie remembers their time slot. <laughs> um, but the, the message inside was like, it was, and I'm not, it was not like Chinese fortune, mm -hmm. whatever. But it seemed though to be like a very, it was like translated from whatever the text was in their language and yeah. it did not translate. Like it would be like a butterfly stands on a table with a crane and so will the moon. And you're like, okay. Cool, <laughs> but cool. I like that because that sounds more poetic because I just got a fortune from just a regular fortune cookie stale too. Um, that just read me to fill. All the fortune said is spend less, save more. Oh, but don't, bitch. don't give me these like fucking, that's a BuzzFeed article on like 10 tips for millennials to save. Oh, I just found out that though, um, I, my mom, when she was pregnant with me, she had a friend who was actually in the room when I was born because they worked as like in healthcare nurses. And that friend told me this year that she was like, did you know, because my, my mom's water broke in a Chinese restaurant. And um, she was like, do you know that right before it did, you're like, we opened uh, your mom's fortune and it said something very exciting is about to happen and her water broke and in the like, you know, the hullabaloo to get my mom out, like my, my mom's from Paula, she didn't get to like grab the fortune and to this day she's like, it's my biggest regret that I didn't get to grab the actual fortune. I was like, that's a great. Well, that's honestly event. your fault, Katie. You could have just dipped a hand right out of there. And I know, but I love it. to pull focus, you know. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, and she's here. Um, and then my mom was like, my mom was very grateful because the, uh, her water broke like in the movies and um, it was on a vinyl seat. So she was like happy that at least you could just wipe that down and not have to worry Gross. about it. <laughs> and to this day, I don't eat Chinese food that much. I don't know. Why. Um, 
I don't know. I guess I guess we do. There, uh, a few blocks away, there is actually a really good Chinese restaurant called Waz Golden Hen in Virtual Village. If anyone wants to go there, it's still open. It's great. I'll have to order. It's one of the, I don't, I just never think to. Well, also because we're in Thai town, so that's the easy go-to. Yeah, there's a lot of good Thai food over there in Thai town and also Vietnamese food. Also, just like in LA, the best Chinese food is in SGV, the San Gabriel Valley, which you know. Yeah. Um, we were supposed to, well, when I was doing Postmates, I really wanted to like go to SGV and have like a, like a Chinese food like outing because I would go and pick up um, Chinese food from different places in San Gabriel Valley and d- deliver them like to East LA or, or other places near uh, East LA in San Gabriel Valley. And some of the Chinese food I was picking up smelled so good. I went to this place that did like Peking duck and it was known for their like special, like, you know, Chinese duck that they do. Mm. And it looked so good and it smelled so delicious. Like I did think about like, just like not delivering the food and just eating it. Just, Cause I was like, when ever, am I going to have a duck? Did you ever, <laughs> did you ever sneak food? Never, I I would. never, wow. never, never. I never, never did is. that. I thought it was, I just didn't feel good doing that because I don't want to think that someone was doing that to me. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, but there was one time where I delivered this sad ass taco to this asshole lady that I regret delivering to her. And I was like, this was too much uh, trouble. And she was so rude. I should have just driven off with her food because she would have gotten a refund. Yeah. You know? um, but I didn't. I like shoved it into her into her hands and I was like, peace. Um, basically, she lived almost underneath a freeway underpass. So it was very dark. And I was outside of her complex for 20 minutes trying to call her and get her to come out. But she was like, oh. I don't know, she was doing something where she wasn't paying attention to the phone. So then I go back into the car and I'm kind of scared because it's like dark outside. I go back into the car and I like call her again and she answers and she's like, okay, I'm out here. And I was like, oh where are you and I like look and I see no one it's just pitch black and then she goes get out of the damn car and walk (gasps) across the street and I was just like (gasps) I was like this fucking bitch so then I I get out of the car and I just like shove the food into her hands I was like here and I just walk away and I was like I should have taken off with that with that taco and it was like a frivolous order it was one of those like rich people orders where it was like one taco chips and salsa and that's it i was like what are you doing ordering that like you could make that i I don't understand because like when we order postmates and if we order guisados it's like 12 tacos right two tamales it's like go all out for this order this person is gonna you know spend so much time and get nothing you know uh so. Those are people. Those are demons, and truly, people. I I hope that there's a portal to hell, and they should be cast into it. Is like anybody like that yeah. who's like a dick to any sort of like service driver or person or like waiter right. or whatever. Anybody like freaking out at somebody at like the post office, right. you know, like these little things. People who would litter unnecessarily. Yeah. People who are like not paying attention. Like people like who are she, like rude she was treating me as if i refused to get out of my car which i'm i'm aware that some postmates do that i never did that even around here where it's all apartment buildings i would always illegally park and run into their building and give them their food and i had called her so many times i was like do you think that i didn't get out of the car and was around your building for 20 minutes for fun and that I called you that many times for fun. Oh, and I texted her too. Like I even said, Hey, I'm at the gate because she had delivery instructions. I was like, come on. Like, of course I got out of the car. It's just, I was out there for so long that I eventually went back inside the car because the apartment building bordered this like freeway underpass. So it's very dark and there was no street lights. So I'm like kind of uneasy being outside that long because if I kept walking that way, you just walk underneath the freeway and you know, if like that is portal, portal to hell, portal to hell. Come on. Um, Come on. People. um, I still can't believe. And just PSA, if people don't know, like I cannot believe how many people don't tip. Most don't tip. Most don't tip. I'm like jaw drops. If you're out there, if you're listening, if you're watching, and I am telling you this now, if you truly tip, that's great. But when most people are looking in my face, and like just not working, just like in a social environment. And they're like, I always tip. I'm like, statistically, you're lying. 
you're you're statistically you're lying. Most people don't tip for Uber, most people don't tip for Lyft, and most people don't tip for Postmates or Uber Eats. That is the truth. And that has been documented by like investigative journalists who have worked all these jobs for a week in New York and in LA. Um, I thought, okay, maybe people don't want to tip me because I look like some like, I don't know, like white dude who they are resentful of or something, right? But then I've asked friends of mine who were black and Latin and like more more brown Latino, right? they get the same thing. So I'm like, oh, so it's just a thing that people just don't want to tip on these apps. And the apps themselves don't make it easy because with like Uber, um, it makes it, the tipping screen, unless you look right back at the app, which most people do, it makes it go away. So you have to manually go back in and make sure that you tip, which is criminal. You should make it very obvious for the customer that they should be tipping, you know? And I like how a lot of other places are doing it now, like yummy.com which is in our hood, like it's that Silver Lake store that delivers food. We get food delivered from them all the time, groceries. Before you complete the payment, they ask how much you would like to tip. So by the time the delivery person gets there, they know that I'm tipping them $15, right? That's good. Yeah, so, or you could say tip in cash, right? But I like to always tip before they get here and add like a $15, let's say, because then they know, oh, I'm making this trip not for nothing, that I'm going to get something out of it, you know? I can't believe, I once, I forgot, I was in like North Carolina and I didn't realize at the time that like, I don't know if Uber does now, but like um, uh, you couldn't tip in the Uber, like Lyft, you can tip in the interface, but Uber didn't let you at this time, maybe I forget if it's changed. Um, And this woman drove me from the airport to my destination, like literally over an hour, like far so far not like a down the road yeah or whatever and I was like yeah we like had the longest conversation about like her life and she was an older woman and like she was like working so that she could go see her like grandchild like oh my god all this stuff and um I was like thank you so much I got out of the car didn't realize that you couldn't tip an app and I was like oh my fucking god like I cannot let her go I found her on Facebook I stalked her I sent her a Facebook message and was like I am so sorry. Like, I did not realize I could tip. Like, please, can you send me your PayPal or anything? Like, let me tip you. And she didn't see it because she was like grandma for like like a month or two. Yeah. And she like responded then and was like, oh, baby, it's okay. Like, don't worry about it. And I was like, no, like, please. Like, I didn't want to be like, first I, I felt like, oh, I don't want to be like creepy and pushy. You're like, give like, me your PayPal. Like literally, because it's going to be like some <laughs> new, like, you know, like TV Lifetime movie where it's like the tip that killed you or something. Um, and I didn't want to be like, I felt like I was maybe already crossing a personal boundary by like finding her, but I was like, please, please let me, I mean, she's like freaking working to like go see her grandchild. Right. And she didn't let me. And I felt, I felt still, still to say, I felt but at least that was her choice and yeah, the fact and that tried, she reached yeah. out and in, in the end, see, that's the problem with Uber is they do shit like that. Also right now, because there's a big shortage of drivers, I've been catching Ubers to and from work because it's it's safer than doing the train because in an yeah. Uber, it's only one person, but the train is like, cause I've been taking the train back and from work for actually most of the time that I've been back to work. But I have noticed that like so many people on the train do not wear masks. Like it's That's crazy. Even scarier. Like most are, but I would say like 20 something percent doesn't. And it's like, that's still a really high percentage, you know? So I've been taking these Ubers and it's crazy because like, They'll take forever to get there, but while they're getting there, I'll call an Uber and it'll say $15, right? So I'll say, okay, cool. And then it'll be like, hey, we're having trouble finding a driver. Would you rather take this ride for $43? Literally, I almost screenshotted that to you today, Katie, because that is literally the price that they slated me when I requested at $14. And it goes, or you can continue to wait. And I'm like, obviously, I'm going to continue to wait. (laughs) I'm not going to pay $43. I know, to go five miles? Come on. So I finally waited and I ended up getting a ride cheaper than the one I requested. I got it for $13. And I was just like, what is this weird gambling system? And I'm, I'm wondering now, because I drove Uber, but not now, yeah. are they like allowing drivers to set like the price that they'll accept? Because if that's the case, your drivers are crazy if they think, like I was a driver, I get it. You don't make yeah. a lot of money on Uber, but you are crazy if you think that someone's going to accept a 40 something dollar ride to go five miles like come on that's crazy yeah. i didn't realize that that's interesting because i thought there would be a ton of like workers out of or i mean not workers, um drivers out of like over overstaffed but no they're understaffed and sense. a lot of the drivers are saying they're making money which is good but i think it's i don't blame the drivers i do think it's shenanigans for the app 
Yeah, for Uber's sure. always doing some type of shenanigans. Shady shit. Yeah. Yeah. That's so, um, man, that's so wild. Yeah. It is such a crazy yeah. time. But truly death to all who don't tip. And then I heard oh, that truly. shadiness about people fake tipping and then changing it to zero just to get people to deliver to them. Yeah. Like the, these people are just pure trash. If you cannot afford a tip, you cannot afford to order what you're ordering. If you're literally ordering from your debit card and you have $101 and you're ordering something that's $98, you can't afford to order that order. Like, I don't know what you're doing. And if you're ordering from your credit card and not tipping, I don't understand what you're doing because you yeah. should, it's a credit card. But um, I will never forget that I delivered once on my bicycle, okay? I delivered 150 tacos to a work event at Kaiser Hospital and no one tipped me. 150 of them. And they were the big, big home state tacos. So it was two bags and they were so fucking heavy. And I rode there on my bicycle, got there really quick because at the time I was super thin, super skinny, and I was riding everywhere. Walked into the hospital all the way down underground to find the lab. Um, found the lab, delivered it to them, no tip. No one tipped me. Oh, crazy. I know. Conversely, though, what's the biggest tip you've gotten in your life? The bi Oh, the biggest tip that I've gotten in my life. I, I'm going to say percentage-wise, this was mm. the biggest tip that I got, was for like one $6.95 six, $6 yogurt at the time when I was 19 and I was working at the Pinkberry in Hollywood. I remember the actress Feruza Balk came in dressed as like a goth with her goth boyfriend. She is Nancy from The Craft. She actually like used to own like a, a cult store near Hollywood and Highland. Nice. Um, so she came in pure black. I was like, <gasps> and I'm like, I'm like a little faggot. Like I know exactly who this is. And it's like Nancy dressed as Nancy yeah. from The Craft. That's amazing. So crazy. Well, she was absolutely wonderfully nice. She was like, you're adorable because I gave the whole spiel. The owner came out and she- Wait, what was like, the spiel? Oh, like, hi, welcome to Pinkberry. Uh, would you like to take some samples? This is all blah, 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 like all that stuff. And she was like, you're adorable. The owner of the franchise came out and she was like, is this your employee? He's a delight. You should give him a promotion. Was like so nice. And yeah. the dude who's like, the owner was like, he's like a fucking crook. Um, he he like owns a bunch of Robix juices and Pink Berries and Subways and stuff like that. It's, like, th those are all like money laundering franchises yeah. to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so she ordered like a six dollar ninety five cent like medium yogurt, pomegranate yogurt, no toppings or anything. Um, and she tipped me twenty dollars. Oh, nice. Yeah. So that. percentage wise, that's like, um, what is that? That's like a a two hundred over 200% tip, right? Yeah. Because if it's 6, 14, so it's like what? Like a 250% tip. That's like what it is. Yeah. If I were like, I, if I have like ever have Hollywood money, I would like to be able to do those ones. You yeah. Know? Like drop a, I will say when Celine Dion came into our restaurant, her and Renee Angelil, uh, they tipped a lot. Right. Uh, they, the biggest tip I ever got. Now, when I was a waitress at Disneyland, people like all the other girls were like they were good at like hustling kind of like flirting with the dads or whatever i was so stupid and clueless i could have i could have done so much more but i was so like like i was like fucking sandra bullock and like miss congeniality like beforehand yeah. like when she's like what's her name like elsie or something i forget like i was like my glasses like hey, it was uh <laughs> And so I was always jealous because the other girls were always talking about these like fat tips they could like score, you know, and I, I got a fat, fat tip. tip. <laughs> and then, uh, and then I was talking to this man and he was there with his son. And I, this is the thing, the guy was like, um, like a middle-aged, uh, middle older white man, very yeah. like distinguished. And his son's name was Winston. And his son was like probably three years old in like a sweater vest and a bow tie, like a true, like a, like a, like a joke of a little wealthy child like a richie yeah. rich you know yeah and um and so i was just like chatting him up and then he was like oh his son's name is winston and then the dad was being like in hindsight i'm like oh he was actually being like a jerk but he was like do you know why i named my son winston or like who i named him after you know and uh i was like winston churchill and he was like oh well i am impressed you know that and then i was like oh i i was like or the cigarettes like little joke you know <laughs> And he thought that that was so fun. And 
I was like a journalism major, so I was like telling him about how like, I don't know, like I was like, I know history or some shit. He was just beguiled <laughs> by me. <laughs> I know history. And um, so, and I was like kind of trying to be like, yeah, you know, just working here through college. It's so hard to put yourself through school, you know, whatever. Yeah. Um, and uh, he left me a hundred dollar tip on the $25 bill. That's amazing. And I was like, thank you to you and Winston. I was like, have Winston call me when he grows up. Cause that's what I've heard about Drew Barrymore, that she doubles the amount. Yeah, I like that. She just basically doubles it. So if the bill's two hundred, she tip, she leaves two hundred dollars in tip. She basically leaves a hundred percent tip, which is would, wonderful. Yeah, it's hard because I guess when you're really really rich, like you're almost kind of people hope you do that, but then you're also like, I can't leave a hundred dollars every time I get ice cream. It depends on how rich you, know, you are. Not, yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? <laughs> if you're Oprah rich, you absolutely should and can leave a hundred dollars yeah. every time you get ice cream. If you're like Kristen Wiig. That's different because you're not Oprah rich. Like what Kristen worth like at the most $10 million. Like, but she used to come into Little Beast all the time when I worked there. And they would come on the night that was like the shittiest night. It was like Monday fried chicken night. So her and her boyfriend would come in and they would get one plate and share it, which for a fancy restaurant's like absolutely not, but she's Kristen Wiig. But the waitress has always liked her because she said they said, I don't know how much she tipped, but um they always said she tipped well. That's nice. So, and she was always very nice. Like even to me when I was a busser and I would like take her thing, she would always be like, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Um, I hope we have very rich tip money someday. Me too. Just to like, you know, slut it up or whatever. There's always those like sassy or those like in like gossip columns, they're like blind item, which movie star came into whatever. And like, sometimes it'll be like, you know, Jay-Z story of like, oh, he left a $20,000 tip on his like $6,000 bill or whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then you hear like, oh, and Ryan Seacrest tipped 25 cents. You know who is a real cheapskate and admits to this and has talked about this many, many times is Wendy Williams. Wendy Williams' net worth is $60 million. And she says she never tips over 10%. She has talked about this numerous times on her show. And she- What are you even, doing? What are you, I know. What are you talking about? He has even, this is how I know Wendy's trash, okay? Oh my God. Not only does she uh, never tip over 10%, she says, when her ex, her longtime husband, Kevin, would go and try to tip more wendy if she saw or found it she would get mad and like make a scene or take the money back yeah yeah oh my god and she yeah and her logic is look um i am paying for a service i'm getting that service i tip you what you deserve and that's it and i'm very nice to you and i'm because this person's making my food so I'm all nice. And it's like, oh, yeah, that's something that waiters and customer service people hate. We hate it when the customer is nice, overly nice, because I can tell that they won't tip. Mm. If they're too nice, I'm like, this bitch isn't going to tip, is she? And they, they usually don't. Because people who tip just tip. They just do, you know? I remember I had one man once tell me, like, kind of like, not pull me aside, but like, he told me he couldn't tip, like, couldn't afford to tip. And this was like before, like, like he had put in his order and then was like, I'm sorry. And I felt bad because he was like, he's like, I can't afford to be like, I can barely afford to take my family on this vacation. And whether or not that was true, whatever, I honestly respected it. Cause I basically was like, okay, cool. Then I won't like pay attention to you. You know what I mean? Like, oh, got it, got it. I would actually, it was a busy ass night at Disneyland. I right. would so much rather you tell, I would so much rather know up front, you know? Yeah. And he said it very like, kind of like a shame. Like, I don't know. He was being very earnest. I felt, and I was like, it's okay. Like, don't worry about it. You know? Honestly, I think they should start doing that. They should honestly get credit cards up front. And just like on yummy.com, what they're doing right now is ask for the tip that you're going to leave up front. And basically all they do first is charge the tip. So they hold your card and charge the tip. That way you can't take back the tip. So if you want, you could say $0, you'll tip $0, but the waiters are not going to be as attentive to you as the people who have put down, I'm going to tip $45, you know what I'm saying? Or more, right? Yeah. Um, So I think that's, that, I agree with you. I think I would much, much rather know up front, you know? I also love the best part of all serving is when you get an American Express black card from somebody who does not look who looks like a joe schmo yeah it was like like you open the book and it was just like light beams shooting out and you'd be like oh my god oh my god 
and it's Very the exciting. one you can feel the weight of it too when yeah you it's like made of like platinum whatever yeah i would always be like money and then it was also oh i always wanted to be like what the hell do you do because the celebrities had it and then some people like i remember one time there's this guy like body by jake it was like an infomercial kind of like empire yeah and so i got to so it was jake um and i i didn't know who he was and i was like i was like you guys have because we would run back to the station and be like black card black card you know yeah and then someone was like, is it, does it say Jake? And I was like, yeah. And he told me, I didn't know, I didn't know about the body by, but, um, that was nice. And then sometimes of course a housewife occasionally would be like, and I'd be like, oh, you lucky bitch. You've won at life. It's, I mean, it's just pretty crazy. Like, and this is something that me and Chris, your boyfriend, um, and, and my, my dearest friend, my body um, by Jake, <laughs> <laughs> we've talked about this because he's also done Postmates Delivery too. We have both observed that the richer places we deliver to, more often there is no tip. Rich people um, do not tip their delivery people, right? Almost always when I deliver to a poorer area, there is a tip. Yeah. Like I delivered a fucking haul of like three bags of, food big heavy bags of food um to this rich lady's south pasadena mansion okay i walk on into her onto the grounds it's such a big house there are three front doors it's like i don't know what i don't know what door to go <laughs> the so demon I, test <laughs> yeah and i see a long rope that's linked up to this bell so i oh pull my the God. rope i pull the rope because i was like better to better to pull the rope so that they hear the bell because I don't know what door to, to is going to open because it was a big wraparound porch, right? Yeah. She answers the side and I go, oh, hi. And it's like, I'm like, uh, you know, I don't know, let's call this Dina from uh, This Is Postmates. And she, her first words to me is, what, you can't knock? And I was like, I, I, I didn't say this, but I was like, well, I thought knocking would be ruder if you have a big rope bell. Yeah. I'm assuming if you have a big velvet rope bell, you want people to pull it. Um, and so I said, I said, oh, I, I just rang because I, I didn't know which would be better. And I was like, well, here's your food. And um, she was like, thanks. And she like rolled her eyes. And it didn't take long for the order. I, I don't know what, you know, because the app tells you if you're taking a long time. And so she just like uh, goes inside her mansion and I'm just waiting for that tip. I wait, you know, sometimes it doesn't come. I waited until the next day. Cause sometimes people reopen the app, no tip. And it was like close to a $300 dinner order that I delivered her. Right after that, I get a delivery to take some sandwich to some dude's like 80 unit apartment complex in like the North part of Pasadena. That's like the more hood part of Pasadena the dude's order is like freaking $16 or something like that. He tips me $8. And it's just like, this dude tipped me 50% of his order. And yeah. he lived in this like tiny little apartment thing. And this rich lady over here couldn't tip me anything, like not even a dollar, you know? This is why I believe in, in my dictatorship, once you turn 18, you everybody in the country has to work in service for at least one year. And they have to pay yeah. their bills with the service. Yes. in working with service that is like i think if everybody had to do that it would like change so many social dynamics it's our israeli military which it is, is like full on full on and it is war okay yes. honey honey the patio on like a july night at disneyland kill me it's true a super busy i mean i can't even imagine disneyland rushes i don't think i've i don't trying to think of a place where i've worked at and i've worked at busy places but a disneyland rush sounds like a true nightmare on an evening like a hot like july or like daytime in like july when it's 100 degrees and everyone is like hating life yeah it's great it's great <laughs> the only thing that i think came close is when i used to work at starbucks and around from from the hours of 2 30 to 4 30 was our hell because as most Starbucks workers in Southern California will know, that's when all the Mexican teenagers get let out of school and they come barreling into the Starbucks to get their like frappuccinos or whatever. And um, 
And you told they, me about this stereotype, which I did not know about. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. And I fit into this stereotype, too. Before I worked at Starbucks, was I a Mexican teenager walking from high school to the Starbucks, picking up a big venti frappuccino, then going to the liquor store and picking up hot Cheetos, and then eating both of them as, like, my dinner? Yeah. Were you doing a lot of, like, um, like cup work where you're, like... Oh, you know, I loved like, it. I loved it. And I would love, I love to like walk with my cup to get, <laughs> to get an esquite, like uh, to, you know, the, you know, an esquite is like the bowl of corn and stuff yeah. and get my hot Cheetos and like crunch them over the esquite or elote or whatever. And um, I just loved the, like, the, like glamour of like, oh, gotta city. get home. Yeah. Like I'm a city kid or whatever. I do remember they opened uh, when in, in seventh grade, they opened like a little cap coffee shop next to the um, the movie theater yeah. and you could get frappuccinos. And I don't know if like my mom had told me this or whatever it was. My mom was like, you can't have coffee like when you're a kid, you know, because it like stunts your growth. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. But at this time I was like, mom, I'm 12. I'm no longer a child. And so <laughs> I would like go and get same thing. It was like the chocolatiest. It's like, basically a milkshake with like some coffee grounds in it. You yeah. know? And I would just be like, mm, fraps, you know, and just like watching my little like miscongeniality movie or whatever it, I felt no so exactly you feel so adult but it's actually so kid to get your little frappuccino and then watch yes. movies on it it's honestly and like extra and like seven inches of whipped cream and then even being like mm, actually I, I drank mine down can I get more and I would fill half of the cup with whipped cream. oh yeah no, no no but after I worked at that Starbucks I couldn't have a frappuccino ever since 2011 I've rarely gotten a frappuccino like frappuccinos to me are a 2000s thing because <laughs> Ever since I worked at Starbucks, because of the amount of frappuccinos I made, I could never order one again. I felt embarrassed to order one again. Um, oh, and once when I was a teenager, I remember going down to Starbucks like early in the morning getting frappuccino, and some old guy was like, that's like a dessert, you know? And then, um, and then you know, as a teenager, any little thing embarrasses you to the point of death, like you want to die. Yeah. And I was just like, leave me alone! And I just like left. I remember one time I was I was with a girlfriend and we were going somewhere in public and it was like a pull push door, you know? Yeah. And like um we pushed when it was pull and there was a, a man behind us who walked by and he went, Now I know I'm in Orange County because we'd like tried to like oh, two girls God. trying to pull. And um Were you both blonde? We were. And I was like <laughs> I was like humiliated. <laughs> Did you turn around and go, stop? I was like, sir, I'm a journalism major in three years from now. <laughs> um, I know history. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, um, I, I, think think, good. I think we did it, guys. Tip yeah. your servers, please, especially in COVID. Please tip extra. Yes. Dear Lord, let us get through this. It's tip true. your demons. And you know your... what, guys? Tip your Uber drivers, even if they're fucking annoying. There was a lady who was meant so well this morning when she was driving me to work and she was fucking annoying because I wanted her to shut up, but she meant well and she had a good heart and she didn't know she was being annoying. So why would I not tip her just because of that? It's like, she's out here trying to make her money too, you know? So, so yeah. Um, and if people like me, whose net worth is literally $299 can tip, you can tip. You can tip, guys. Yeah. Well, with that said, until next time. <gasps> Bye. Tip. Living glam. Living rough. Living with Jonathan and Katie.